Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Monday, May 17th. It's my favorite day of the week here at the podcast. It's Mailbox Monday, and you guys have sent in some awesome questions. Let's talk about it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. I am a pretty happy mama today because my daughter, my number five daughter, Summer, graduated from our homeschool on May the 15th, and uh, we are on a brand new adventure as a family. And I've been telling you guys out on the road, and as I've been seeing many, many of you out on the season, that it makes me feel a little on the melancholy side. Because I'm realizing more and more as I'm getting older, as my kids are getting older, how quickly the time goes by, it can escape you if you're not paying attention to it. So uh, we're very excited, though, because our family, now that summer has graduated and they're done with their play and all the things they were doing at their um, homeschool resource center, we're going to be hitting the road. So my family's going to be driving holla, from Vancouver, Washington, all the way to Orlando, leaving this week. And uh, I am very excited about that, just being out with my family and meeting a lot of you guys on the road. And we will let you know where we're going to be stopping. We may do a few meet and greets along the way. And uh, we'll let you know about those as we move forward on the trip. So we will be going to FPEA, which by the way, you guys, there is no mask mandate there. And a lot of you have been asking me, and uh, I'm here to tell you right now, I think it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful event. Probably one of the biggest ones that we see this year in, in terms of the homeschool community. So if you were thinking about coming to an event That'd be the one I would say definitely check it out. Florida Parent Educators Association held in Orlando the 27th through the 29th. After that, we will be traveling just about an hour south of Chicago to speak for the ICHE conference. I hope to see a bunch of you guys there. And then I'll be keynoting Homeschool Iowa. Lots of things going on. I'm traveling home in between those two events to do some congressional campaign stops in my home district, Washington's third congressional district. And so uh, I will be home somewhere in the middle of June and then back on the road again for a couple of different events. So I hope you guys are going to be following us and staying in touch and praying for us. We really appreciate your prayers. We've got a lot going on, as you can imagine, and it's more important, I think, than it ever has been that we uh, support the men and women who are out on the front lines in prayer. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation I had with my friend Ken Ham on uh, Thursday and Friday of last week. It's always a joy to have him on the show and just to hear his steady reassurance that we can trust the word of God, that we can trust God's word, that even though the culture is in many cases on fire, some of you guys are asking if I believe that our nation is, is being judged. And it certainly looks like that to me, but I also have been seeing an upside in it in that the children of God are starting to wake up And that has needed to happen for a very long time. So I want to give you guys a couple of ways to get a hold of me. We we do Mailbox Monday here one day a week. And so that's the day I answer your questions. That's today. 
And if you want to get your question on the podcast, the way that to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday and fill out the form that's there. Please, 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 you guys leave those questions short and sweet and to the point. If they're very long, they're probably going to get ignored until we've got time to sort of sift through the longer ones. So short and sweet and to the point. If you would like to leave us a voicemail and have it played on the air, you can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox. Monday. I'll link back to it. Or you can go to direct to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And that will take you right to the voicemail. All right, guys, a couple more stories of you getting off the bench. I love reading these stories. Have I mentioned that? I love it so much. You're telling me how you're getting off the bench. I would love to continue to hear from you. If you want to tell me how you are getting off the bench, you can do that by just going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday and just let us know how you're doing it. I had a listener in Arizona write in and say, Heidi, 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 I'm off the bench. First of all, thanks for opening my eyes to what is happening. I have gotten off the bench by refusing to wear a mask since last fall. I pulled my child out of school. I homeschooled, even though I thought I couldn't with a newborn. God showed me the way. We also changed churches last fall after 10 years in the same church. We will continue to speak truth and share the gospel, and my family and I will not wear the mask hoping I can do more for the pro-life community. That is my calling and passion. And I'm excited to see you guys finding your your sea legs, right, in a culture that's really upside down. And I think it's important, I've said it before, but I want to say it again. We have a responsibility to critically think about what's happening around us. Be diligent in doing your homework, figure out why are these mandates coming down? Do they make sense? You are a citizen, you guys. You're supposed to be participating, not just behaving like someone who believes everything that's told them and then just follows along blindly, right? This is how cultures disappear. And so I'm going to encourage you again, and this is something that's been sorely lacking in the schools. I mean, we can trace so much of what's going on in the culture right now back to our broken education slash indoctrination system, but we have failed to teach our children how to think for themselves, failed to teach our children how to think critically. And it is so important that we do that. And so I'm going to keep encouraging you that you you can think for yourself. And a, a mom and dad who are really who are engaged in what's happening around them are going to be teaching their children to engage also. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I mean, I feel excited that more and more and more of you, as you write in every day are saying, man, Heidi, I researched this. I turned off the mainstream media and we started looking for our own scientific um, studies that are out there. There are lots and lots of them. You guys, there are surgeons and doctors, emergency room physicians, nurse practitioners who disagree with faculty. And so just because someone says they're a doctor doesn't mean that that you need to listen to them and just ignore your own, you know, ignore your own ability to reason and and think through things. You guys are asking really good questions. We really appreciate it. I'm going to just jump right into them today. The first one comes from Jill in Wisconsin. She said, hi, Heidi, with how things are in the culture today and looking into the future, which Bible verses would you consider essential to have our kids and us memorize and hidden in their hearts, besides the armor of God passage in Ephesians and salvation verses like the Romans wrote. All right, so this is a super great question. I love that you're thinking about memorizing God's word. A couple of things that I think it's really important for people to understand about memorization. 
the biggest obstacle I think to memorization is a lack of desire and just straight up we're lazy. I have a lot of scripture memorized that has been hidden in my heart, but it's not because I thought, oh, I'm going to memorize that first and then work really hard to memorize it. Although that's certainly true and it's worthy. I know it's a worthy pursuit to do that. We do that for places like Awana, which I'm a huge fan of Awana. Um, But I think the more you read it, reading God's word, I'm telling you what, he will bring it back to you when you need it. So just read these passages and then repeat them. Read them and repeat them. Repetition has a little bit of a, I think, some staying power. And so here's a couple of verses for you guys to write down. Second Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made himself to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become what? The righteousness of God. This is teaching theology to your children and to yourself. Isaiah 53, 5, he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we were healed. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I actually found a really great article that has several verses in a website, at a website rather, called Unlocking the Bible. And I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today. 15 Bible verses every Christian should memorize. But before you get too super hung up on just saying, I have to memorize these verses, I'm telling you what, the Bible says, I have hidden my his word in my heart that I might not sin against God. And we hide his word in our heart by continually reading it and talking about his word and immersing ourselves in the word of God. So open your Bible and read God's word. There's no substitute for reading the word. Thank you, Jill. That was a great question. Kathleen from Portland said, my pastor cautions his congregants to only post things on social media that point people to Christ. He warns against posting anything political in case we turn unbelievers off to Christianity. However, I have many friends and relatives nationally and internationally who only watch, read, and listen to the mainstream media. I feel social media is an ineffective medium to communicate perspectives not included by the mainstream media, and I feel compelled to share these perspectives on social media that people might not otherwise be exposed to. What are your thoughts? All right, so uh, I can hear the collective sigh of people who've been hearing, you know, listening to me for years and years. I don't appreciate pastors who refuse to engage in the political discussion. And I, I really don't appreciate it when they hide behind their Christianity as a, as a way to say, well, Christianity is the only thing that's important. And when we're talking about the eternal security of human beings and our eternal soul, absolutely, the gospel is the most important thing. But don't become so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good. You know, these are the these are the same kinds of people who will miss the forest for the trees. They won't engage in the discussion about abortion. They're not engaging in, you know, the and, and yet the Bible tells us that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. Well, who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is the unborn. Absolutely, for starters. And so there are lots of things that are important in politics. Politics determines policy. And most of the issues that we are grappling with as a nation right now are moral issues. They are moral issues. And so I would encourage you, you know, don't fight with people on social media. I'm a huge fan of the block button. I use it all the time. I'm happy to have a conversation with somebody, but the moment I can tell this is just going to devolve into name calling and these people really aren't here for a conversation. They're just here to make a point. I don't believe in this art. You know, you can fall down the rabbit hole on social media really fast. I know because I've done it many, many, many times. (laughs) I would love to tell you that that never happens to me, but it's just not true. 
So I find it's better for me just to make my point and then just walk away. And so think of the tone that you use when you're posting on social media. You know, you want to be winsome, but you also want to tell the truth. So I would disagree with your pastor. Um, I, I disagree with him. Absolutely strongly disagree uh, with your pastor on this issue. Jacqueline from Indiana, how do I explain to my children ages 12, 9, and 6 that we do not wear the mask anymore? I have raised them to be respectful and obedient, so this is confusing. So when we talk about, and oh my goodness, you guys, there are so many articles written about you know how stupid and backward Christians are. I just saw one in the Mercury News the other day saying that the COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy is fading. But stubborn resistance remains among white Christian evangelicals. And I, I showed you the article out of the Salem newspaper a couple of weeks ago. Same thing. They're turning people against Christians. You're going to see this happen all the time. I saw an article called A Theology of the Face, um, which I kind of appreciated. It said how endless mask wearing hides the image of God and hinders the church. He quoted from 2 Corinthians 3.18, which I thought was interesting. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 4.6, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And there are so many consequences with wearing the masks right now. And I think we need to teach our children to be discerning. We don't want to be blindly obedient. We want to be discerning. And we need to start talking about what the consequences are of this constant mask wearing. You know, the, the, uh, the breathing in of our own CO2, the fact that it's hurting our relationships, particularly as it relates to children. And I think we should be able to do our homework. You guys, we are image bearers of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God created the face to reflect his glory. Second Chronicles 16.9 speaks about the eyes of the Lord running throughout the earth. His patience is literally spoken of as being, quote, long-nosed, you know, because it takes a long time for his nostrils to flare in anger. There's, there's so many interesting uh, perspectives on the mask right now, but I will tell you, my, my concerns are primarily medical and my concerns are political in nature, meaning I do not believe that these arbitrary rules that keep changing um, I think that they have disproven themselves over and over and over again. And so uh, that's what I've been telling people, you know, look back at look back at where we started with this thing. And I've also known some people wear masks. They hide behind the mask. Right. I've seen people are um, mean to each other. It's kind of amazing. And I need to act in accordance with my beliefs. And I think it's wrong what they're doing. And so I'm going to act in accordance with my beliefs and I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit inside of me and the Lord who's given me wisdom to make a a wise and good decision with regard to this issue. But I'm also not going to fight with people about it. So some of you I know have expressed extreme disappointment in me because I have to go to work and so I get on an airplane and when I get on an airplane, I have to don a mask and I hate it and it always gives me acne. Here I'm in my 50s and that stupid face mask, it makes me break out every single time. I hate it. But I'm not going to fight with people over it. I'm not going to get sent to jail over it. You know, uh, I'm just not going to wear it unless I absolutely have to. And so I found stores that will let me go in. And if they won't let me go in, I don't give them my money. It's as simple as that. So I think you can explain to your children that you have discovered that masks are doing more harm than good. And we need to talk to our children about the dangers of blind 
obedience. All right. Abby from Arizona, how do we help our kids fight back against the homosexual propaganda that they are surrounded with? We have a Christian, we have a Christian home, and my daughter now says she is gay and defends it with the same propaganda the media is throwing at them and says, I'm forcing the Bible on her when I've raised her with it her whole life. Please tell me this is a fad and the world is controlling her thoughts and that there is hope. Is it best to continue to, quote, force this my faith on her or give her space to figure it out so she won't become resentful and rebellious against God? Well, a couple of things, um, Abby, first of all, hun, my heart goes out to you. I wish that I had a solid, you know, here's exactly what you should do. I don't know how old your daughter is, so I don't know if we're talking about, you know, a 13-year-old or a 15-year-old. And certainly if you're talking about an 18-year-old, I'm going to have a different perspective for you. But I, you know, as long as our children live in our home and are under our responsibility, we have a a responsibility to tell them the truth, to always be telling our children the truth. And so the only antidote to a bold lie is bold truth. And your children are absolutely being surrounded by propaganda. Pray for your children that the Lord would would cover them, that the Holy Spirit would be on them. I think we've forgotten so much about the prayer of prayer. Your daughter needs to know that you love her unconditionally and that nothing that she says and nothing that she does is going to change your love for her and it will not change God's love for her, certainly. She is made in the image of God. And as God made her in his image, he had a plan and a purpose for her life. And the Bible teaches us that as our creator, God, he knows everything about us. He knows what's right and what's good for us. And I'm always telling my kids, you know, I believe I have a creator and having a creator changes everything. I want to know if he created me, certainly he knows what's best for me. And God in his word says that engaging in homosexual activity is not good for you. It's not healthy for you. This is not how God designed you to be. Now, and it, and God calls it sin in his word. But before you, everybody gets all hung up on that. There are lots of sins that we commit every single day that uh, have nothing to do with our sexuality that the Bible says are equally wrong. And so we want to live lives that are pleasing to God. And so rather than single her out for this particular sin, I would be telling her, listen, God loves you and I love you. And I'm going to be praying for you that you see the truth about who you are and how God made you and what is the best way for you to live your life. And then just pray for her. Pray, pray, pray for her. There is power in prayer. Uh, We had a listener from Utah write in and said, I work outside the home. My husband stays home with our small children, mainly because he thinks I can make more money because I have a degree and he doesn't. I would really like it to be me who's home with the kids. How can I talk to him about switching our breadwinner roles without making him feel like a loser? Well, I think husbands and wives know how to make each other feel like losers, don't we? I mean, that's really the truth. So you need to you need wisdom and you need it from the Lord. And the Bible teaches us in James that we can go to God and he will give us the the words that we need and the wisdom that we need for the moment. And so I would be encouraging you, talk to your husband and let him know the desire of your heart. Your desire is to be home with your children. And I would be saying, hey, is there anything, any way that we can work this out so that I'm here at least part-time, maybe start with that, so that you have the the um, the opportunity to be with your children. And I think that, you know, you guys, you know, as you come across differences of opinion, and certainly I've been married for 32 years and my husband and I have had, you know, arguments with each other over the years. We have fought about some things, but I'll tell you what we have never done is torn the other one down. Be very, very careful as you talk to your husband, who should be the most precious person in your whole life, that the words that come out of your mouth build him up and don't tear him down. Now, we can't always help it. Sometimes the truth hurts. And so you say something and the person who heard it is hurt by it because they probably needed the correction. 
but there is a way that we can communicate love to that person. And I think that's probably the most important thing for you to do at this point in time. Ask the Lord to help you and then let your husband hear your heart. Your heart your heart is to be home with your children and then pray that the Lord would show him what his responsibility to is in light of that. All right, come to a compromise, you guys. I know that you can do it. One more question today. Heidi, what are your thoughts about students reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, specifically at the beginning of a Christian homeschool co-op, but also in general? Uh, do you see biblical support for the practice? Uh, I don't see uh, I don't see a biblical mandate against it. That's for sure. I mean, God loves nations, and the Bible teaches us blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And so I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of saying the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, we we live in this nation, one of the greatest nations in the face of the earth. We've been given freedom by God, and when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, right, and to the republic not a democracy, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Wow. That's, I love the Pledge of Allegiance. I love the Pledge of Allegiance. And so one nation under God. We're watching the Democrats. You guys see Joe Biden just last week on the National Day of Prayer take the word God out of his National Day of Prayer proclamation. We got the Democrats right now and the progressive left's doing everything they can to remove God completely from this nation. And they're trying, I assure you, to get out of the Pledge of Allegiance. I would love to hear homeschool co-ops do the Pledge of Allegiance. Teach your children how privileged they are to live here. It really is a privilege. It's a wonderful place that we call home, the United States of America. And so uh, I don't see any indication in scripture. Now, if you worship the country (laughs) and you don't worship the Lord, now you got an idol problem. You know, now you're going back to the Ten Commandments. You should have no other gods before me, right? So don't make a God out of the country. But I see absolutely nothing wrong. And in fact, I love our Pledge of Allegiance and our national anthem. And basically, I just, I love this country that I call home. Well, I I certainly appreciate you guys writing in and keep those questions coming. You can send them to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. That's how to get your question in here. Please be sure and leave reviews for the for the podcast. And if you guys are interested in supporting what I am doing, I will link back to all the ways that you can do it in the show notes today. We so appreciate those of you who have come alongside and decided to partner with us financially. Your partnership is helping us get this podcast out five days a week even in the midst of my busy schedule. So continue to pray for us. We are praying for you. We love you guys. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Love your families well today. Every ounce of energy that you pour into your families is a good thing. It's a good thing and it will come back to you. All right, you guys, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.